We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you. With you for the full four. Asking to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Best way to catch us on the go is to put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone. Take the Alexa speakers. Take the tablet. Take your boombox. Take your turntable. Your light bright. Your palm pilot. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us. When you're on the go, social media is at 9 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. You can reach me at JMCH316. That, of course, your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there producing the show. He is back. It is Tuesday. Dylan in the house at underscore Dylan Matthews. Dylan. Did we get it all? We got, is there still more? One more. Dialogue. Okay, there we go. Just wanted to be sure we had all of it uh, in there. So we are uh, getting you ready for Braves baseball as, of course, they, uh, after the day off yesterday, they are going to take on the dreadful scumbag Colorado Rockies. Now, I brought this up, too, because, again, big thing about tonight's game, Max Fried on the mound, no Ronnie. So it's four days now before he's played. I'm asking, why not just put him on the 10-day I.L.? Just let him have some rest, heal up, open up a roster spot, 
and let him sit out for a few days. Because here's the thing. First off, Dylan, ask me what the Braves' record with Ronald Acuna Jr. in the lineup is. What's the Braves' record with Ronald Acuna Jr. in the lineup? 62-29. and It's pretty good. Without him, they're 17-21. and Not very good. Right. So you don't want anything long-term to happen to him, right? Now, the next three series that they have, starting tonight, you've got the low-life, dirtbag Colorado Rockies. You have the pawn scum, fleabag Miami Marlins. And then you have the disgraceful, scuzzbucket Oakland A's. Okay? That's your next three series. Those three teams... Ready for this, Dylan? Those three scuzz bucket teams are combined 70 games below 500. The Pawn Scum Rockies, the Flea Bag Marlins, and the Scuzz Bucket A's are a combined 70 games below 500 for those three teams. And you wonder why I use these terms. The Oakland A's are the disgrace of Major League Baseball. They, The commissioner, if he had any cojones, would step in and fold that friggin' franchise is how bad they are with their $25 million payroll right now. He should walk in, rip up their charter, and tell everybody to go home and don't frickin' come back. And then go to their minor league organizations and tell everybody, get on a bus and go home. So I think you're going to be okay against the dirtbag Rockies, the fleabag Marlins, and the scuzzbucket Oakland A's. 70 games below 500 is what those three teams are. Okay? Let Ronnie rest up. And what did he say? Not my words, his words that he said. That he had a lot of intense pain, and he's been fighting a lot of intense pain, and there's a lot of inflammation and things like that. I get it. I understand. Give him some ibuprofen. Put him in a. Uh, put him in what I use. Go to the cryotherapy chamber. Put him in a hyperbaric chamber and sleep at night, and work on it. And just take some time off. You know why? You know why they can do that, Dylan? Ask me why they can do it. Why they can do it? Because they have the scuzz bucket A's, the flea bag Marlins and the Dirtbag Rockies coming up, okay? And then get them ready for when you've got the Mariners and some of those series that go from there. But for now, and he's already missed four days, rest him up. Who I don't care if he plays at all because he's way too important, and the Braves are not winning a World Series without him this year. Mark my words. They are not winning the World Series with him sitting on the sidelines this year. Everything worked out last year, and you caught lightning in a bottle last year with Soler and Rosario and all those guys last year and Peterson, everybody, lightning in a bottle. It's hard to get lightning to strike in the same place twice, is it not? And that what the old saying is? You'll need this guy, the havoc that he creates. And look, Ronnie only has one gear, and that's what's great about Ronnie. He only plays with one gear, and that is foot to the floor, full throttle, go for it. Right? 
a ball's hit to the wall and he's on first, he's standing at home. He's on first and you need a guy in scoring position, he's on second. A bloop double to left, oh, he scores, right? He creates complete havoc and mayhem on the bases. I don't care about his home run power. I don't. His on base, because he's a leadoff hitter, his on base and his steals and his speed is what I care about. If he's in that 360, 370 and above range on base and he can steal base, he's got 25 steals already this year. Think about that. He's got 25 steals in the games that he's played this year. Oh, yeah, not to mention his right field defense and everything else that he provides you as well. Just I'd let I'd put him on the aisle and let him rest and just get him going and just relax that knee. Because guess what? Dylan, ask me how much ground I expect to lose coming up against the dirtbag Rockies, the flea bag Marlins, and the scuzz bucket Oakland A's. How much ground? None. Because <laughs> those are the three of the most disgraceful franchises in all of Major League Baseball right now. 70 games below 500 for those three teams. Now's the time. Before you go to Seattle, before you take on, you know, some of these other teams, even Philadelphia, right? Harper's back after he hit, like, Nine homers in two games against the Stripers? Before I start getting back into some of those teams, while I've got the pawn scum, dirtbag, lowlife Rockies, Oakland A's, and Miami Marlins, let me rest them and let me get them healthy and ready to go. Because when he comes back, I want him to play with reckless abandon, right? And you see him out there laboring around. He doesn't have another gear, and that's fun. I don't want him to play with another gear. I want him to play full throttle, you know, in the words of Bo Bach, I want him to play full tilt boogie. I want him to be full tilt boogie when he's out there. So, anyway, we'll keep you up to date on about what goes on with the uh, with the Braves. Max Fried's on the mound. And Max is going to go out. Here's what Max Fried's going to do tonight. I'll go ahead and set it up for you. Max Fried's going to go out and completely shut them down because he's the best left-hander in baseball. And he's money and an ace. And he'll go out there and he'll throw six or seven innings tonight. And the Rockies will fledge around and they'll flounder around. They'll look like Jalen Mayfield not blocking anybody. Flat on their face, floundering around, flopping like a fish out of water tonight. And the Braves will handle their business and they'll take care of the Rockies. So, there you go. I gave it to you already. The Mets, they get, uh, oh, by the way, the Braves didn't make a move today. We brought Jesse Chavez back for the 95th time. It's a new record in baseball. 95 times now that he's been brought back. By the Atlanta Braves. Hey, listen, he pitched really well when he was here. Got no issue with it. There's no such thing as too many bullpen arms. Nobody, no manager, no general manager said, we got too many bullpen guys. We got too many really good bullpen guys. So just keep adding to that because somebody's always got a tired arm, especially you get this the time of the year. Dead arm, tired arm, all those different things that are out there, right? So we'll keep up to date about what the uh, what the Braves do tonight. Mets get underway against the L.A. Dodgers. So that's um, – look, the Dodgers have lost like what, three times this year? I think they're they're like 98-3 and three or something on the season. I mean, it's absurd what their, what their record is. Right? They might be in the negatives in the loss column, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah, like they may have to they may have to petition baseball to give them some losses this year just to make it look fair, right? So they'll take on the Mets. That's that's coming up here soon. Taiwan Walker is going to be on the mound for uh for the the Mets tonight. So we'll see what the, what happens there. That obviously is a, you know, that's a playoff caliber series. No doubt about it. That's two of the better teams in all of baseball. So we'll see what the what happens with those guys. So um, in the words of Jim Ross, we're busier than a fruit merchant uh, tonight. So we are going to talk to D-Led as the Falcons get down to 53. Now, we'll talk about the roster coming up in the next segment. We'll also get fan-friendly with you. We'll open up the phone lines, get your thoughts about the roster. But the Falcons did get down to 53. And that included Jalen Mayfield and Marlon Davidson and some guys that I scratched my head out. But I guess right now we don't have any better options until they start to make some moves and stuff. Hopefully, honestly... By the weekend, the Braves start, or Braves, the Falcons start to add and change up their 53-man. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping before we get into game prep next week for the Saints that the Falcons start making moves by this weekend to add to the roster, defensive line, offensive line, whatever they feel like they need. I wasn't really surprised by and large, especially in the skill position. The only the only skill position room that surprised me a little bit was the tight end room. I'm surprised that Franks made it. I'm a little bit surprised Fitzpatrick didn't. I'm a little bit surprised at the rotation of tight ends that they have. But, okay, but other than that, I mean, people people are all mad that Frank Darby got cut. People talk about Frank Darby like he's Terrell Owens. Guy's done nothing in the NFL. Zilch. People talk about, oh, how could they have cut Frank Darby? Because he's not done anything. Zilch. Zero zip nada in the NFL. That's why they cut Frank Darby. Because he hasn't done anything for the franchise in a couple of years. So by and large, I wasn't really, you know, particularly surprised by anything that they did. Dylan, how many catches you think Frank Darby had last year for the Falcons? I'm going to say one. Yeah, he did. Had four targets and caught one pass. You would think that this guy is Jerry Rice, the way people talk about him. They, him and Justin Hardy and some of these guys that people, you understand Justin Hardy caught the second most passes of any college football player ever. Listen to what I'm saying. There's only one person to ever step foot on an FBS football field and catch more passes than Justin Hardy, and that was his teammate at East Carolina. Okay? And Justin Hardy averaged. 19 receptions per year in his five-year career here, and people talked about him like he was the next coming of Jerry Rice. That's the same thing with Frank Darby. Guy had one catch for 14 yards, and he's become he's become Paul Bunyan. So we'll talk to D-Led coming up here at uh, 820 uh, this evening. 740 tonight, we're going to talk to uh, Matt Marshall. <clears throat> Does a great job. National College football writer. Writes for the Orlando Sentinel. We're going to talk some ACC football with him as obviously college football gets full-blown underway this weekend. And when we get to the college football roundup a little bit later on, we'll start to preview Georgia, Georgia Tech. We'll get into some of that uh, as well. So we'll talk some ACC football with Matt Mercer coming up here at 740. But when we come back, 404-741-0929. Thoughts, reactions to the roster. I'll give you my thoughts on it as well. Chuckery hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show, live in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Also, our phone line, too, as we're asking your thoughts on the... Uh, Falcons roster here that we'll go over in just a, a second. Odyssey absolutely catches on the go. Social media is at 9 to on the game. At JMSH316 on Twitter. At underscore Dylan Matthews on Twitter. Hey, football's back. Check out the new, uh, new podcast, Cash the Ticket, to help you bet smarter. Mike Valenti and Jim Costa uh, every Thursday and Friday on the Odyssey app where we get your free podcast. And uh, perfect for football fans, so check it out for free on the Odyssey app. We'll talk to Matt Mercer coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. His thoughts about the ACC, National College Football Writer for the Orlando Sentinel. We'll talk to D-Led coming up in an hour from now as we got the roster down to 53. So um, some of the guys that some of the guys that were released today, Justin Schaefer, Keyshawn Johnson, Stanley Berryhill, Kadri Allison, Etheridge, Kiewitkowski is a little bit of a surprise. Abdullah Anderson's a bit of a surprise. Colby Gossett, slight surprise. Uh, Michael Pruitt, a little bit of a surprise. Huntley, Huntley, I'm not surprised because I think he'll go on the uh, think he'll go on the practice squad. And remember, once all these guys get through waivers, then they can start to put the practice squad together, right? So you got 16 spots. Uh, the aforementioned, uh, you know, greatest one catch player in the history of the NFL, Frank Darby. Oh gosh, Tyler Vrabel, uh, Vrabel, excuse me, uh, Tucker Fisk, uh, Tease Tabor's a little bit of a surprise. Derek Tangelo, another surprise that's out there. So. 
when you look at what the roster is, I guess the main things that surprise me a little bit, one is that both Marlon Davidson and Jalen Mayfield both made the roster. The fact that both of them made it. I'd probably understand if one of them made it, but I'm a little bit surprised that both of them made the roster. Um, But again, you start looking at numbers and you start looking at depth and all that kind of stuff. You probably need some of those guys, but they're both quote unquote hurt. I guess Mayfield's hurt. They never practice him. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't, he's not there. And okay. He's not going to start. Right. And ideally with your offensive line, everybody's healthy and you never rotate defensive line. I can understand. You're going to rotate guys in and out. Maybe they think Marlon Davidson can do something. I, I don't know. I mean, I like the kid. He looked good at camp and all this, that, and the other. He's made one play in his time here. That's the pick six against Brady, right? That's it. That That's it. Is that enough to make a football team? I guess. I guess. The other person I'm a little bit surprised at is Felipe Franks making the 53. I thought he'd be a practice squad guy. It does. Now, I can tell you this. I'm 100% convinced, and I said this last night, I'm 100% convinced they're going out and getting a quarterback to put on the practice squad. If if Franks is making the 53-man roster, I'm 100% convinced they have to go get a quarterback to put on the practice squad. You always want at least a quarterback on your practice squad, and who knows, you've got 16 spots now on the practice squad. It's crazy. But by and large, I think we kind of knew what the rotation of guys was. I mean, I'm not really – Surprised at the wide receivers, Zacchaeus, London, Hodge, Edwards, Bird. Uh, Jared Barnhart, that's another great story. Is uh, Barnhart had a great camp, uh, had a great preseason. And again, to quote Jim Ross, you got to maximize your minutes when you get a chance to play. He did that in the preseason. I give him a lot of credit. You know, obviously going from lacrosse and being the best lacrosse player in college to going and playing college football and now taking on a new position, I give him all the credit in the world for for being able to. And again, a lot of this has to do with embracing. That's what I give Felipe Franks a ton of credit for, is the idea of embracing another position, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's better to be in the NFL on a 53-man roster than to not be, right? And Franks and Bernhardt, these guys have embraced playing new positions. And be, and I listen, you don't think a coach doesn't look at that kind of stuff? That guys are willing to try and play different positions and stuff like that? I think that's huge. So 404-741-0929, your thoughts about the roster. Let's grab Vincent out in Riverdale. What's going on, Vincent? Hey, John, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? I thank I thank you, man. I get on your on your show a lot, man. I really appreciate you. Um, I think I'm more surprised that the Fastums actually made like a real like right pick with uh Alfred on defense, man. Hey, he he gonna be he gonna be something something to watch, man. I think he's very underrated, but uh, I think he he's an awesome pick. Um, I'm a little bit shocked about Felipe Franks. I don't know if he know Arthur Smith family or whatever, but I don't know how he <laughs> made the roster. I respect him to be on the uh, practice squad at least. Um, I think they made some pretty good moves, but I don't think they've done yet either, though. Thanks, well, thanks yeah, for taking my time. Appreciate it. And, and look, so 
D. Alford made every play asked of him in the preseason. He made that. That's why he made the roster. And I was a, the only one I was a little bit surprised is Tease Tabor because he made plays as well. He's a guy that's got a nose for the football, right? He's one of those guys that even if go back to his college days, he's a guy that's got a nose for the football. And that's one of the things you love about defensive backs is you love guys that have that nose for the football. Tabor's one of those guys. And I thought, I thought he had done enough to get himself on the 53. Alford did everything that they asked him to do, right? Another guy that just he went out there and he maximized his time and he made plays. And that's what you want, right? I mean, if my options are to go into, look, I don't care if it is a preseason game and I don't care if it doesn't mean anything or this, any other. You know, if my job is to go out there in a preseason game and play and show out and make a play, I'm going to do that. So I can catch my coach's attention. And D. Alford did a great job of that. I think he's a guy that came into camp being very much on the bubble about whether or not he could make this roster, and he won a spot. And I'll say the same thing about not not winning a spot, but I'll give Caleb McGarry credit, okay? Because, again, Dylan, ask me what Caleb McGarry didn't have to see in the preseason. What did Caleb McGarry not have to see in the preseason? Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, the Bosa brothers, Khalil Mack, T.J. Watt. Okay, now ask me what you get to see in the regular season of the NFL. What do you get to see in the regular season the of the Khalil NFL? The Khalil Mack's, the Bosa brothers, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, T.J. Watt. You get to see all of those guys. But I will give him credit for what was asked of him, that is go out and win the spot in what will arguably be his final year as an Atlanta Falcon, he did that, right? He went out and he won the spot. It, he could have, look, Jermaine Effetti did not, I didn't think Jermaine Effetti played very well in the preseason. But again, when you're talking about you need rotational guys and, and things like that, you know, Effetti kind of fit in. Another first-round pick that, you know, was trying to latch on to you know a different team and this, that, and the other. But I'll give McGarry credit. He went out and he won that spot, right? So, you know, again, I don't know what it's going to look like in the regular season when it all amps up and cranks up and things like that. But I thought, by and large, we had a pretty good feel for what this roster was going to look at, look like. And there still may be some moves that this team gets into as far as guys come, guys go, right? I mean... They do have some cash, and I do expect by the weekend that we'll start to see some guys brought in for workouts and stuff. You know, the process is everybody gets through waivers and all that kind of stuff. Then you can start doing your thing, right? Then you start picking guys up, cutting guys, change this, do this, bop, 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 right? And we'll see some of that. I haven't gone through everybody's, you know, I saw we were talking yesterday about some of the guys that had already been cut. You know, a lot of skill position people, the Muhammad Sanus and the Sony Michels and people like that that are out there. I don't know. I don't know who or anybody is on the Falcons' radar. My thing right now is you got to find offensive and defensive line help because I think you have answers, but I don't think you have solutions at all of those areas. And that's one of the other things that we have to try to find. You probably won't find it on the waiver wire, but you'd like to say, "Hey, look, the Bill Parcells Bill Parcells theory is if I can upgrade my 52nd and 53rd spots on the roster, I'll upgrade them." Even if it even 
I'll upgrade the player, even if maybe isn't the exact position that I need. If I can get a better player, I'll make that move and I'll make a corresponding move to it. But I, I'm always trying to get my football team better. That's what Bill Parcells believed in and preached. Even the very bottom of your roster, if you can find better guys, you go out there and do it and you add them all the time. 404-741-0929. That is the uh, phone line in our Solomon Rose Diamond text line. Chip out in Griffin. What's going on, Chip? Uh, not a whole lot, man. First time caller. Hey, for the roster move, I like it. Uh, I'm definitely excited about the Barnhart kid. Uh, the guy made plays, like you said. And it's always good to have utility players like that that can play multiple positions. So he won't be a stranger to playing many different types of positions. I like the offer kid, and I'm kind of excited. Not, I wouldn't say excited, but I will say that I'm glad that they gave Caleb McGarry a, a chance. That's a big dude, man. He might have he might have went in and did some more homework on what he needed to do because if you if you can keep ninety seventy, you can keep McGarry. Enjoy your show. Appreciate it. Yeah, and look, um, maybe not picking up his fifth year option was an eye opener for Caleb McGarry. Maybe that was a situation where. He looked at it and said, again, being in the NFL is better than not being in the NFL. You know, he, he if he hadn't started, he probably could have certainly been a backup, but what does that do for him trying to find his next contract, right? Because he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. And I will say at this point, I mean, unless you tell me he – because he, here's the thing. This, this maybe is the unfortunate part about the offensive line for the Falcons. Take this for what you will. They're going to have to start getting back in the mindset of thinking about dipping back into high draft capital into finding an offensive lineman. I, you don't know. I'm not saying Jake Matthews is done in the next year or two, but, you know, you wonder how many more good years does Jake Matthews have? I'm not impressed by your center position. Left guard is, you know, again, a hodgepodge, Right. Right tackle, your right tackle most likely leaves at the end of this season. You're obviously fine at right guard. So you you know you've got a long-term answer at right guard. You have a short to intermediate answer at left tackle. Everything else you have to figure out. And that probably requires starting to get back into some high capital. Because with all due respect, I know people say, well, you don't have to draft high to find linemen. You, do, you have to draft high to find linemen if you don't have a history of developing offensive linemen. If your history in your organization is we can find lower-tier guys and develop them, that's fine. How many guys have we developed lower-tier offensive linemen? Hell, the, the ones we draft high we can't develop, right? Can't develop McGarry, can't develop Peter Kahn's, Lamar Holmes, and guys like that. Haven't been able to develop a lot of those guys. Jalen Mayfield's a third-round pick. You haven't been able to develop those guys. What makes you think that, you know, if you go find fifth and sixth round guys, you can develop those guys as well. So it's it's easy to say, ah, you don't have to put high capital in. The Cowboys went and put a whole bunch of high capital in their offensive line. And you know what their offensive line is now? Good. It's really good. It's been really good. So if you don't develop guys, yeah, you have to use high draft capital to get it. And that's where the Falcons are going to have to start Unfortunately, thinking about looking at over these next couple of years, you know, but for now, hey, give McGarry credit. He won the job. Wilkinson, I mean, Wilkinson winning the left guard job 
is akin to winning the tallest dwarf contest, right? You know, he got he got the he got the uh, free free nachos and beer, you know, because he's the tallest dwarf, right? I mean, that's what that's what winning left guard was for this team. That's not exactly the, the highest ranking accomplishment you could have is saying that you beat out what is arguably analytically the worst interior offensive lineman in the entire of the NFL. I'm glad he won it. Because again, I can't I can't stomach the idea of seeing Mayfield and Hennessy stand together again and go through all that. Whew. Anyway, uh, just made my head spin a little bit there and maybe kind of like nauseous and a knot in the back of my throat and everything like that. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Matt Mercer. We're going to talk some ACC football with him as uh, Florida State, they got a win early on. Tech, got Clemson coming up on Monday. Ooh. We'll talk about all that next. Sports right now to the game, the Odyssey.com app. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show, live in the Kia Studios on a Tuesday evening. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch us when you are on the go. Social media at 929, the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And follow me at jmch 3 one to six on Twitter. Well, we are officially at week one after what was very much a tune-up week in the world of college football. We get everything cranked up uh, here. And don't forget, we are your home for all things college football. We get started on Thursday with a special edition of College Football Game Time with myself, Chris Goforth, and Randy Mack. We will uh, get you ready for the season. And we head out to the waitfor.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to Matt Marshall. He, of course, national college football writer for the Orlando Sentinel. And you can follow him on Twitter at OS Matt Marshall. Matt, as always, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes here in Atlanta. No problem. How are you doing today? We are great. And, um, you know, I wanted to get you on and talk some ACC football. I know you guys did a big uh, spread and preview of the ACC. So I wanted to bounce around with you a little bit through the conference. Let's um, let's start here locally with, uh, with Georgia Tech. Um, obviously, having Jeff Sims back in his third year in the program, that's all good. But you lost a dynamic playmaker, obviously, in Jameer Gibbs. Not good for the program. I like Malachi Carter. 
But I just wonder, Matt, if this offense can get some things going and get on track. Because I'll tell you, if they don't go down to your neck of the woods and win against Central Florida early on in the season, they're looking at probably one and four very early on. And I'm not sure if Jeff Collins can get himself through a whole year starting out one and four. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that's that's, that's going to be the case. And then you look at the fact that they could be one and four, and then they go to Pittsburgh after that. So I mean, it could be a, a, a very, um, you know, it could be a very, very difficult, challenging you know schedule right now early on. So they're going to have to find a way to to maybe sneak a win in here and there. And I think, as you mentioned, I think it, it really kind of falls on the offense. It falls on the development of Jeff Sims. I think they need to find a way to score some points. I think they need to. You know, they need to be a little bit more dynamic. This is something they've struggled with a little bit. I think people thought that there would be a, some sort of window of, you know, learning curve when, when, when Jeff Collins took over, you know, making the transition from that, you know, uh, you know the option offense over to like a more spread type offense. But we're now, you know, we're past that now. We're now in year four. So you would think that this offense would be able to find some key, some key pieces. I know they've got some issues. Uh, you know, replacing some people on the offensive line, but they've got enough talent. I think that they, they need to score some points. And the, the key issue for me, I think is going to be their defense. They're going to have to find guys to step up and make some plays. They only returned two starters from the defense last year. This is a group that ranked near the bottom of the ACC in all of the defensive categories. So they got to find a way to stop some people if they're going to have any chance of winning some games. Yeah. And Matt, it's interesting because I mean, Jeff Collins made his bones at Temple is, you know, high-octane defense, havoc plays, get after the quarterback, create turnovers. We've seen little blips and bloops of that here at Tech. We saw it a couple of years ago. But they, it just doesn't seem like that. And I know he wants to bring in, you know, Sunday-caliber players, but it just doesn't seem like that they have brought in enough difference makers on their defensive side of the football to kind of turn that thing over and, and get it more in the playing personality of what Jeff Collins wants to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think that, that part of what, you know, is, is going on is, you know, the recruiting hasn't been nearly as strong as I think it started out as. You know, he's got a, a couple of players here and there, but, you know, then the transfer portal comes around, you know, and they, and they lost some talent on, on the portal. And I think, um, you know, losing a guy like Quez Jackson, um, you know, and, and Jordan Dominic, you know, was, was, was a big loss for them. I, I think, again, you know, one of the things about being a coach now in college football is you're going to have to find a way to identify players in the portal. You have to convince guys to come play for you. You're going to have to find the talent that needs to fill some of these holes and gaps, and that's some of the things they need to do. They need to create turnovers. They need to create negative plays. Those are the kind of things that are going to help them uh, you know, find ways to stay in games, to, to let their offense kind of grow and develop, and to find ways to, to win the games that they haven't been able to win over the last couple of years. So it's a concern, and I think if, if Jeff does somehow find a way to get through this year, it's something they're going to have to continue to focus on. They've got to restock the roster with talent. They've got to find – and there's plenty of talent in this area. There's no excuse for not being able to find that talent in the Atlanta area. Matt Marshall, National College Football Writer for the Orlando Sentinel, joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. You know, I've, I've said to people, I think you better be very careful about trying to throw dirt on the grave of Clemson because, you know, maybe it wasn't, you know, 12 and 1 and 13 and 1 and one of those kinds of seasons. But I think it's, I think there's a lot of people, and I, and I understand, Dabo's very polarizing. It's easy to root against him. But there's a reason why they're going to be number four, and they might have the best defensive front in the country if they can keep, you know, Brissy and those guys healthy out there. I just think it's a little bit early to kind of think that. Clemson's on the demise and decline. What say you about all that? 
Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I mean, listen, I get it. You know, I think people, fans, you know, what Dabo's personality sometimes rubs people the wrong way. Fans want to see when they see a little weakness in a, in a team or, or a program, they want to pounce on it. They feel like that's the, and that was the case kind of with Clemson last year. You know, they, they, they started that really difficult uh, start. You know, I think the offensively, this was not a Clemson type team. You know, they really struggled, um, especially at the quarterback position. We've been talking about how DJ Ugalele was supposed to be the next heir apparent at the quarterback, you know, replacing Trevor Lawrence. He struggled, but really did not look at all comfortable whatsoever in the offense. I don't know if that's just because the expectations were too much for him at the point at that start, or if because they just weren't using him in, in a way that they felt comfortable in doing it. But he struggled at some point. I think their offensive line had some injuries that kind of added a little bit of pressure to that. So their offense struggled early on. But once he got going, once things they kind of started figuring some things out, you saw that team just roll out those wins. And like you said, they got to 10 wins. They looked impressive towards the very end. I don't think this team's going away anytime soon. I, I think this program's going to be just as strong or not stronger this year. I think they, they understand exactly what they need to do. Their front line, defensive line, is probably one of the best front lines in, in college football. Um, and if they're all healthy, I think there's an opportunity for them to be just as dominant as they were when Brett Venables was their defensive coordinator. So I'm not expecting much of a drop-off from Clemson. In fact, I think they're going to be right there in the mix when it's all said and done. Do you think that there's a chance in the way what Dabo's done in the past where DJU plays okay the first few weeks, but Kate Klubnik gets in after four or five games? I mean, we've seen that pattern before with Dabo. Do you think that they go back down that well potentially this year too? I think they'll, they'll take a look at it. I mean, again, it depends on how, how DJ's performing. I think, I think obviously he's going to start the, you know, start the, you know, the season. He's going to go out there and play. They luckily, you know, when you look at their schedule, um, you know, Georgia Tech game obviously is going to be a big game, but they got Furman, you know, week two and Louisiana Tech in week three. So you gotta you got to imagine they're probably going to get a chance to see Cade go out there and, and be able to play a little bit. So they want to see what he's comfortable in, maybe what he best fits, you know, kind of what he's, his, his abilities are. So it wouldn't shock me knowing Gabo that, you know, at some point during the year, he has a series here or there. He wants to throw them out there in certain situations, maybe to try to see what they can able to do, take advantage of that, because that's just what good coaches do. They take the talented players. They want to get them on the field as much as they can, and they want to utilize them. So I could see that happening. Now, if DJ struggles early on, I would not be shocked to see them make a move and, and, and put Kade in right away. I, I think that, you know, again, Davos understands exactly how important it is for them to have a good start. They can't fall behind like they did last year. They got to be able to have, uh, they got to go out there and, and do the things they need to do if they're going to have a chance, not only to win the ACC, but to be a contender in the, in the uh, college football playoffs again. Matt Marshall joining us on the waitfor.com hotline, national college football writer for the Orlando Sentinel. Um, I know Miami is a chic pick to win the Coastal, and I like Tyler Van Dyke a lot. But And I know they brought Parrish over the running back from Old Miss, but they got to prove to me they can run the football better. They got to prove to me that their offensive line is okay. And they got a lot of work on their defense that they got to rebuild. Why is, every, is, is Van Dyke just good enough that that kind of separates him from the rest of some of the quarterbacks in the Coastal? And it's just... Mario's coming home. I I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time wrapping my arms around thinking that Miami is just a clear cut favorite in the coastal this year. Yeah, and I'm with you. I don't I don't necessarily know. I'm not really ready yet to just throw it all on them to say that the U is back again. I I, I think you know the thing for Mario Cristobal right now this year for me, especially starting out early on, is 
He's got to really find a way to keep his team even keel. There's so much expectation. There's so much hype surrounding this team. And, and you know, young men out there on this team, they hear it, they see it, they read it in the paper. They understand that if, you, if they get going into the season too hyped and believing in themselves a little bit, I mean, that's going to end up, that could kind of end up hurting them, you know. So I think he's got to make sure that the expectations are kind of kept down a little bit that they go out there and play strong. I think their defense is going to be really where they're going to have some issues, especially early up in the front line. I think they're going to have to find guys who they'll step up and make plays. I think Tyler Van Dyke has is, is a good enough quarterback, and he has some pieces around him. I think that they can they can you know make some plays. But you're right, the offensive line has some question marks, you know, and and it may not come to to, to, to come back to them in the first couple of games. But that Texas A&M game in week three and September 17th in College Station, that's going to be a huge game for them. That's a game that you know national televised game that they'll probably you know if they win that game, they'll say a lot about this program. And if you thought expectations were high, the buzz was high now. Imagine if they win that game and they start out three and zero. That's the case, and they find themselves. I could see them going five, six, seven and zero before maybe they have their next big challenge when they face, you know, Clemson, uh, you know, late in November. All right, Matt. I've uh, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, and I get on some of these bandwagons, and um, you know, I'm on the NC State bandwagon, and I think if you're looking for a dark horse playoff team, it's not just Devin Leary. He's outstanding. They're rock solid up the middle on their offensive line. Gibson might be the best center in the ACC. And I love, 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 love their linebacking core. I think all those guys that they have, at least two of those guys are going to be first team all-conference at linebacker. I know they've got, you know, Doran at coach, and that's always going to be, you know, maybe one of those things that makes you scratch your head. But what do you think is going to potentially be the undoing of NC State if it doesn't go well for them? What What's... What's their big knocks or their hangups this year that could keep them from maybe living up to all the hype that people like me are giving them? Well, you know, I, I agree. I think the defense is, is their strength. It's probably one of the best defenses in, in, in the ACC this year. You know, they were 10, 10, 10 starters. They're, they're solid in the middle. They're solid on, on the secondary. Um, this is a good group. I think for me, the thing that, that stands out is they've got to be able to run the football. You know what I mean? They, they don't really have a legitimate – uh, you know, running backs that, that's, that's got a threat. You know, Jordan Houston, one of the guys that's coming back, you know, he's there, he had 83 yards rushing total last year. Um, you know, they need to find someone that can run the football. That's a little bit of a concern. I mean, Devin Leary, again, outstanding quarterback. We know all the numbers he put up last year. I think they can, they can be explosive again offensively, but they've got to stay healthy. They've got to make sure that, that Devin stays healthy because they really don't have, you know, they, they have a true freshman that would be more likely backing him up. And, you know, that, that's going to be difficult for them. You know, the schedule sets up really nice. They are on the road at Clemson on October 1st, so that's going to be a challenge for them. But if they can find a way to, to somehow knock, knock off the Tigers then, you know, then I, I think there's an opportunity for them to really go far. I mean, there, there's no one else on the schedule that I see, to me, that, that would really challenge them. Wake Forest on November 5th, we're not sure if Wake's going to have Sam Hartman back. So that could be an opportunity for them to, to win that game. And then, you know, I can think they can surprise some people. So this to me is, again, if you're looking for a pick, like you mentioned, that you're thinking who can kind of make a surprise move, I think it's NC State. I think the ACC of all the conferences, all the Power Five conferences especially, I think there are four, five, six legitimate teams who I think could make a run at a title there because there's so much talent in this league right now. Last question, Matt, 30 seconds left. Um, give me your two division winners and your champ. 
Well, I, I'm still going to go with Clemson. I mean, I, I think Clemson's going to be you know, right back to where it was last year. I can't, I can't see them, you know, not, you know, getting back to that spot. And, you know, I am um, honestly, I'm actually going to go with, with, with Miami. And I know I talked about the expectations. I think Miami's right there, but I think Pittsburgh is right on their tail. And basically it's, it's going to come down to you know, who could play the better football sometime down later on in the season. Yeah. I, uh... I like I like Keaton Slovis a, a lot. Um, I'll just say that mm-hmm. I, I again I don't know what you know they lost their OC they lost Addison they've got a lot of work and you know you would think that Narduzzi's going to get that defense but yeah I know the the Coastal's going to have a, a a big mess so follow Matt on his uh, Twitter page it is uh, at os Matt Marshall and of course he writes uh, for the Orlando Center National College Football Writer and join us on the waitfor.com hotline Matt as always man appreciate it buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. We'll chat again soon. That sounds good. Take care. You got it. There you go. So good stuff there. And I hate to say, you know, watch that Central Florida game early on for Tech because they could be very much one and four to start the season if they're not careful. Clemson, Central Florida, Ole Miss. I hope it goes well for Tech this year, but I really have my doubts and questions about it. All right, when we get back, uh, Falcons flyover. Um, some of what I heard has been confirmed. We'll talk about that in the flyover tonight. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports right now to the game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.